right in D.C. Here's Gail Trotter. Is the Iran deal a done deal? The Obama administration would certainly like you to think so. The mainstream media would certainly like you to think so. Businesses in America that are anxious to get involved in the market that is in Iran are anxious for you to think so as well. But we went out of the studio last week to the Iran nuclear deal, which was held on the south lawn of the Capitol in between the U.S. Capitol building and the Washington Monument. We wanted to ask thought leaders, politicians, people who are in the know about whether President Obama's nuclear deal is dangerous and unlawful. We had the opportunity to see all the people who were out there, young, old, of all different backgrounds, all different creeds, and we were interested to see what they were feeling at this rally as well. So we had the opportunity to talk to Sarah Palin, to Michelle Bachman, General Jerry Boykin, and former South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford. We want to share with you why they were out there on this extremely hot day to make sure that the American people were informed about this deal that the American people do not support overwhelmingly. And as the American voters understand more about the background of this deal and the fact that it will unfreeze $150 billion of assets, to, to go to the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism. The facts just get worse and worse for the Obama administration. So while the administration would like you to think this is a done deal, we want to share with you what we heard as to why this deal should not be done. But all Hillary, wrong again. She's contradicting herself, even on an issue like this. And I ran here. She dispatched one of her closest aides in 2012 to go over and meet secretly uh, on, with preconditions before the negotiations for this um, boondoggle of a, of a deal. And now she's saying, oh, she supports the deal. However, she can acknowledge there's going to be no change in behavior. So she's very, very close to the deal. She's wishy-washy on its effectiveness. It's dangerous. Uh, I'll give you the perfect example. Today, the Ayatollah tweeted that Israel will not, will not exist within 25 years. Michelle Bachman. And so what Barack Obama is doing, whether he realizes it or not, he is giving Iran the means of destruction to allow the goals of Islamic Jihad to be realized. And really, it is Western Christendom bowing to Shia Islam. That's what we're witnessing. Western Christendom bowing to Shia Islam. Barack Obama through this deal will make Iran a trillion dollar terror state. We have never seen a terror state both wealthy and have the means of destruction. We can end this today. You end it today. We have the ability and the means to be able to take our bombs and to take out every uh, insta nuclear installation that there is in Iran. Done. Over. That's how you deal with Iran. Then you're done. The other thing that's amazing, really, is that the Republicans have already won this debate. They were so foolish when they passed the Corker bill. But the Corker bill essentially says, President Obama, let us read the entire Iran agreement by July 19th. If you don't, the sanctions go back into place. So guess what? The president, with his phony side deals, didn't let this Congress read the terms of the agreement. And the Corker bill actually says the entire agreement, including annexes, codicils, and side deals. So the president clearly is in violation of federal law. So federal law says sanctions stand. 
What's with these Republicans in here? They should say, we declare victory, that sanctions stand. Now what else should we talk about? Let's talk about bombing Iran. That's really about where we should be at today. Instead, there's this phony vote they're trying to get, this kabuki theater on votes of disapproval that Republicans know they're going to lose. They don't have the votes for these votes of disapproval. But what they're going to do is give legitimacy to this terrible, tragic bill it, because they think they have political leverage in order. There we go. That's right. There you go. So anyway, sorry, Ted Cruz was talking, and I just stopped for a second there. That's what was going on for our radio fans out there. But, you know, that's the problem with Republicans. They don't realize victory when they've got it. Snatch defeat after the jaws of victory. Here, I, it's it's like you know, I same song, second verse. I've seen it year after year after year, and it makes you want to bang your head against the wall. But the fact is, you know, we've won this already legislatively because the president was too cute by half. He is a lawless president. Let's not have a lawless Congress. Congress needs to stand up and be big boys and put their big boy pants on and and uphold federal law. It's unlawful, first of all, because uh, he has refused to call it a, uh, a treaty, which clearly is what it is. Um, and Article 2 of our Constitution, uh, you know, I think makes it very clear that uh, this is something that our Senate should ratify by a two-thirds majority, uh, and that's 67 votes. Uh, instead, we've reversed that process. Uh, our president has played games with this along with his General Jerry Secretary Boykin. of State John Kerry. So it's not getting uh, the kind of scrutiny that it should, and it's not uh, being treated as a treaty when it is clear to everybody that looks at it, this is a treaty, and we have a uh, constitutional requirement to have our Senate ratify the treaty. They've subverted our Constitution. Why do you think it's dangerous for America? First of all, it's dangerous for America because the intent of our founding fathers was never that the executive branch would be the most powerful branch. Uh, what they actually expected to be the most powerful branch was the House of Representatives, which in the early writings in the Constitution they called the Congress because the Senate was appointed by the state legislatures. We have now subverted that. It is very dangerous now in terms of what this portends. When the president can do whatever he wants, when he can subvert the Constitution, where does it go from here? Where do we go from here as a constitutional republic when we have an executive branch that is really operating like a despot, that's operating like they were the king, and paying no attention to what's called for in our Constitution? Representative Mark At Sanford. The of levels, it defies the common sense uh, dictation that we all know about and we've heard about since childhood, which is it doesn't make sense to pay you now and trust you later. Uh, if you look at what happened, I was in Congress last time when the North Korea deal was approved. We basically said, we'll pay you now with the trust of good behavior down the road. The payment went, the good behavior never did. Did you vote in favor of that? No, I did not. And, and, and so I, I just think that there are eerie similarities between this deal and the deal that the, the 
the, the world community has seen transpire in North Korea. And accordingly, I think it's important to take a stand against it, which is ultimately what uh, this group is doing. But more importantly, what people across the district did over the month that we were home in August. I mean, overwhelmingly, I heard people say, I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know all the details. But to me, this does not make common sense. If the transparency that's contained in it doesn't even pass the muster of the corporate bill that, that passed weeks before, if, if you're going to hand off $100 billion plus of sort of reserved assets with the promise of good behavior back uh, down the road, given the witness of history and how these deals have gone down uh, over uh, not just you know the, the North Korea deal, but any number of deals over the, history, uh, the, 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 you know, the last 100 years or so, you'd say, no, let's take a pause. And I think that's what this rally is about right now. It was electrifying to be out on the lawn of the U.S. Capitol last Wednesday and understand why this deal is such a bad idea. First, it's a treaty, stupid, as Bill Clinton said about the economy many years ago. Any good observer of this deal would understand that it is uh changing the nuclear non-proliferation treaty it should be treated as a treaty the senate should have a vote on it it should have the two-thirds approval that treaties require under article 2 section 2 of our constitution not only is the it's unlawful because of the way it's being handled and pushing it through it's also dangerous we have got to remember that iran is the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism and when you think of the destabilizing influence that they have in the region and the fact that they really want to project their power this regime is very dangerous, and there are many, many people who are suffering under this regime in Iran. We saw that with the Green Revolution of 2009 that the Obama administration chose not to support, even rhetorically. So we understand that this deal is dangerous and it's unlawful. It should be rejected. And just because the Obama administration and proponents of this deal want you to believe that this is a done deal, it won't be. Nothing can be completely over until it's over. And you can remember that when President Obama went out there to the public and said that there was a red line, if Syria crossed the red line with chemical weapons, then there would be action. Well, he had such an uproar from the American people that he decided not to carry through with his threat. So don't give up hope on this. Educate yourself about the Iran deal and make your representatives know what you think about this, that it's a, it should be a treaty and that it sh it's dangerous and it should not go forward. You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. You can check out my latest written pieces on gailtrotter.com. This is Gail Trotter. Right in DC. Stop this deal.